is this? Ah, the French. For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? I'm here, Papa! Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. First listen to the animal man, the Snoopy Snoopy poop dog. My wife hated me being a firefighter. We were divorced nine months later. If you don't mind my saying, I don't like your attitude one bit. Inspired. Six times I've now ruined my whiskey. Still recording from the top of the Ferris wheel at the Smogville World's Fair, it's World Champion. Podcast. I am Brayton. And I am Sean. We are two gentlemen who signed a bad contract with the strange and unusual Smogville World's Fair. Our job is to create the greatest podcast of all time, the world champion of podcasts. So we discuss the only things we know how. Fringe and forgotten pop culture, music videos, heavy metal, public television, wrestling, mysteries of the mysterious. Here we are. And this week, elections. we got to talk about the big election. We've been up for 48 hours straight. It's been a really rough week for us, and we'll get into that in a minute. Um, right. If you've been following along, if this is your first show, you have no idea. But if you've been following along here the in big, Smogville, the big election. Been a, the, big, the big, big election is between our incumbent mayor, Screwy Max Duck, and Zephyr the pig, mm-hmm. which frankly I never thought he would get that far. Not, but, no one did. But it's, I also didn't think I lived in a town where the mayor was a three and a half foot tall duck. Yeah, and like kind of an uh, what's the word? An um, ananthro, a than, a thranthro, a thranthro, a thranthromorphic. He's a thranthromorphic. There's a word. He's very abrasive, frankly. Yeah, he is. He's a he's a nasty little duck. But I always uh, have to have bread in my pocket in case I mm-hmm, run into him on the street. In case you run into him and you don't want to get in some serious trouble. Yeah, so we haven't slept in two days. The polls have been closed for 48 hours. Still too early to call. It's way too early to call. The, the election is, is on a razor's edge right now between Scree McStuck and uh, McStuck. Scree McStuck. Yeah. He doesn't, actually, he doesn't like to be called Screwy. Yeah, May- that's that's Mayor important. Duck. Yeah. Mayor Duck is how it, how he is on all of the, all, all the posters, and Zephyr the pig, who who is an actual pig, who we endorsed. That's who we. There's a picture of him on our Instagram at World Champion Pod. That's a sensitive subject that we endorsed him. Yeah, right now the the vote count is zero to zero. We lost the ballots completely. The ballots are gone. We have everyone. It's not not just us. Everyone in town has been searching for the ballots. Right now they're counting the volunteers that were supposed to be counting the ballots. And they've even got those counts all screwed up. So yeah, now our Ferris wheel was a polling place. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's, there are a lot of polling places. There are over 700 polling places in what I thought was a small town. Right. I still don't have a handle on how big Smogville is. I don't either. I was surprised to hear that many polling places. But maybe it's a personal touch. Maybe they just wanted one person per volunteer. And that could explain where, how all the ballots have, have gone missing, yeah. one at a time. So I don't know how they're going to do it, but uh, our boss... You want to talk about our boss? He just joined Facebook today, which is, oh, that's great. Right. That's great news for yes. us. A 110-year-old man on Facebook is just what we need. Mm-hmm. And, well, he's not, he's not 110. It's, it's, time doesn't exactly make sense. It doesn't apply to him. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, sh- if you see a photo of him, you're going to think that's a man of 30. Yeah, Shelmerdine <laughs> uh, Pumpernickel, our boss. Right. So he found out, 
He, he doesn't listen to the podcast. He doesn't even know what a podcast is exactly, but he has finally gotten word that we have put our support behind Zephyr the Pig. Furious. I've never seen him so livid. So there was a bit of a lottery, um, mm-hmm. much like, is it Shirley Jackson? Mm-hmm. Shirley Jackson's the lottery, where when right. you win, you get stoned to death. Mm-hmm. I ended up winning the Thanksgiving lottery, which means I'm in charge of preparing the feast. Right. The Smogville feast. And I won the Christmas pageant. And I don't know. I think they were fixed. I don't, I, it was rigged. It was clearly rigged. Yeah. They it was, found it was out a, you used to own a guitar. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly I have to write all the music and rehearse and do the entire presentation of the Christmas pageant. You not only have to prepare the Thanksgiving feast, you have to catch the turkeys, kill them, prepare them. I've never done that before. I didn't grow up on a farm. I, know, are you I supposed didn't to, grow up hunting. Do you, I don't know what to do. I, th- you, I think you're supposed to pluck one feather at a time and then just try to calm them down between every feather you pull because they're going to get oh, upset. Yeah. Isn't that like a, uh, that's a proverb, isn't it? How do you calm? How, how a, do you prepare a feast for thousands of people one feather at a time? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I'm pretty, that might be in the I think in, that's it. In a Bible. Yeah, it's in one of the Bibles. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. So, because of that, from now until the end of December... Oh, wait. Important podcast <laughs> announcement! <laughs> yeah, this is an important announcement. Yeah. That because of the, the Christmas pageant, because of Thanksgiving feast... Because and I don't of, even know what's happening with New Year's. Yeah, we don't even know. We, we may actually have to make fireworks Mm -hmm. who knows i've never done that that sounds that sounds really dangerous yeah but from now basically thanksgiving to the end of december we the episodes will be shorter (laughs) that was a long explanation and a long setup to explain that our episodes will only be about half as long from here on out and the reason i know what you're expecting dear listener Mm -hmm. you're thinking we're gonna say we're going on break for six weeks right six to eight weeks like most podcasts podcasts do yeah they they shut down between thanksgiving and new year's and we, you know, we just, we weren't going to take that coward's way out. No, so each show, we're really just going to focus on a single topic mm-hmm. and uh, make sure that every week, sometime around Thursday, maybe Friday, <laughs> you have uh, something to hopefully entertain you on your commute. Right. Um, yeah, and, and I know we have a lot of international listeners, probably mostly international listeners, mm-hmm. um, who, uh, from what my market research has shown, most of our listeners don't speak English. Oh, okay. They just find our voices soothing. Very soothing. Mm-hmm. And for, for those that do commute while listening to our podcast, the simple uh, answer to this problem is you just need to drive twice as fast. Right. So you'll still be able to hear the podcast on your entire commute. You just might need to double, triple your speed. Yeah, or um, use some editing software to slow us down. Oh, that might be even better. Be better. Chopped and screwed. Yeah. It'll be like the, the scissor craze from about 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just drink your lean before you start listening. Yeah. As soon as the alcohol and codeine kicks in, you start playing the slow version of the podcast, you're going to enjoy it even more. Yeah. Download uh, GarageBand, put, put a little backbeat on it. <laughs> I love the idea of someone downloading a podcast and then editing it. Editing themselves it themselves. For their own personal someone else's, preferences. Yeah. To that, give it a beat and... That's like... That's a remix, basically. A remix of, of spoken word. Wow. Yeah. That's a cool thing. And then at, at the beginning of the year, the episodes will go back to normal. Yeah. So like Brighton said, that was our long, long explanation on we'll have shorter episodes for about six weeks. Yeah. But, you know, again, most podcasts just take this time off. They right. say early November, daylight savings time, we're going on break, we'll be back after the new year, mm-hmm. all Lang Syne. 
Peace so, out. Yeah, sometimes they don't even come back until they've seen their shadow or not seen their shadow, and then that might extend the break even longer. Yeah, that's typical pod podcast. <laughs> All right. Sorry, that was my Vin Diesel impression. No, it, it's, it's okay, because we have been up for 48 straight hours because of this crazy election. Exactly. So we, we may be mumbling. The episode's going to be a little late. We apologize about that. But let's talk about your impression of Vin Diesel you just did that was spot on. Well, uh, I went to see Doctor Strange. Oh, did you see Doctor Strange? Not yet. Oh, I liked I'm it. I'm seeing it this weekend. I loved it. It's getting mixed reviews amongst my friends. Really? I, I really liked it. I would even... I've never said this. I regretted not seeing it in 3D. I've actually read that, and I think I'm going to go see it in 3D when I this weekend. I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be just as I imagined. Yeah, yeah. I hope. I hope. But made um, no sense. The the bar was set early on because uh, before the showing started, I saw the trailer for Triple X: The Return of Xander Cage, Mm -hmm. and that's prompted our latest segment. I want my mini movies. Movies. So this is a mini movie movie review of Triple X Return of Xander Cage, the trailer, which we've posted on our Facebook and is available on YouTube. Yeah, you can find it easily. Or go to the movies and see it. Because I just I haven't seen any of the Triple X movies actually. I haven't either. I just about peed my pants watching this. No, I the, the version I saw was mainly him skiing through the trees. So the the one I saw, I I, I literally almost peed my pants. I was yeah. laughing so hard. Yeah. And it was one of those situations where you're kind of in a quiet theater and you're supposed to be quiet, and so it's making it harder to not laugh. Yeah. Like, I'm holding my mouth and tears are rolling down my cheeks. The opening scene, he is uh, Vin Diesel. Let's talk about Vin Diesel first. Um, Would it surprise you to know that that's not his real name? Vin Diesel? Mm -hmm. No, not at all. No, No, it's not not his real name. It's It's funny it's never occurred to me, though. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the name of a cartoon character. Yeah. Vin Diesel. His name is Mark Sinclair. Really? And he has a twin brother named Paul. Like, identical twin? Yeah. And no. so, I, so I Googled him. No. I Googled Vin Diesel's twin brother. And there's this picture of a guy who looks like, um, he looks like Dr. Steve Brule. He's got no. like this balding like afro thing. And he's, he's walking in this picture. He's wearing a turtleneck and like a corduroy blazer. And he's holding a Diet Coke with a straw in it. Oh my and it God. blew my mind. But then I saw a quote from Vin Diesel saying, I don't know who that guy is. Leave him alone. So maybe that isn't his twin. It may or may not actually be his twin. It would be amazing if it was his twin, yeah. and it was like the movie twins, where yeah. one twin is educated in philosophy and economics, you know, he's got his Diet Coke and his, his blazer, yeah. and the other one is, I guess the word is uneducated. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he... Uh... Or is that harsh? Is he like some PhD? Well, that's the crazy thing. No, he's totally dumb. Okay. By all accounts, he seems like a nice guy, but I remember seeing him on talk shows like Conan O'Brien and David mm-hmm. Letterman and... Really affable guy, right. but you could tell he was, he's kind of dim. Okay. But um, so when he was a kid, this is the story that is uh, obviously 100% true. Okay. Him and his friends broke into a theater to vandalize it, mm-hmm. and the director happened to be there. And or, off- to, or to vandalize it. <laughs> to vandalize it. Yeah, that's, that's where it came from. <laughs> that's the whole reason he wanted to do it was he was going to vandalize this theater, and the director was there and offered them a role in the play instead. What, they were going to vandalize it during like, <laughs> working hours? That's the only explanation I can think of, is that it was in the middle of the play. And that would I really support the, that he's dim. Yeah. If they're going to break into a place that's actually open. Yeah. It's, it's open for business. Yeah. And, and that's typically how that, that goes, is, hey, what are you doing here? You got something, though. 
You got something special. I, I like have that. Have you ever acted before? Have you ever thought about it? There's no way that's true, right? Yeah. Um, but he did, no, he did get his break. He wrote, produced, and directed and starred in a movie. So only, like, you got to have some smarts to do that's that. Like, that's like Sylvester Stallone, you know. Yeah. Like, like Rocky style. Yeah, exactly. He got it into Sundance. I think it was up for the, one of the big prizes. The, the Palm Tree Award. Or it's some, a, yeah. Something about palms. No, that's... Uh, Oh, that's uh, cans. Oh, can cans. You know, cans. So here, so they, here they probably have the cans award where you get a can, like the golden can award. The golden can is the Sundance one. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it's kind of a switcheroo. It's again keeping yeah. with the the opposites twins theme. Yeah, one one um, uh, what are they called? Film festival, raised on the beaches of France. Beautiful. <laughs> and the, and the, the other, other one. In. In isolation, up in the mountains, in, in the cold. Yeah, in Park City, in the dead of winter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you got to be smart to do that. And his early roles, he was just doing like regular roles and was really praised. Mm-hmm. And then something flipped because he, he was in Saving Private Ryan and he was in Boiler Room and was just kind of playing regular parts. Something flipped. And then, what do you mean? I mean, something flipped and he just turned into an extreme monster man who can't talk anymore. Was he? I've seen him in movies where he can talk. Was he, was he muscular in the earlier ones? Was he kind of big and puffy like he is now? Not as puffy. Now, this, is, this has kind of been a, a Vin. We've been ripping on Vin a bit, and we try not to do that on, here on this show. Yeah, be, be I'm, harsh. I'm not trying to be but, too ne- I am being negative. I'm well, not trying to be. While we're on the subject is what I'm saying. I'm gonna okay. get, uh, let's get this all, all this negativity about Vin over with uh, it, it, at one, it, you know, in one blow. Yeah. What I want to say is when I was watching this trailer, I kept thinking, I, I, it like occurred to me what Vin Diesel is yeah. as, a, as, a, as a person. You know how Pinocchio was a, a toy that wished he could be a man? Yeah. Well, Vin, Vin Diesel's clearly a baked potato that wished he could be a human. And he got his wish, and it came true. He looks like a baked potato. He talks like a baked potato. He talks like he has a baked potato in his mouth. It's because his, ba- his mouth is a baked potato. Yeah, that makes sense. So he'd like, he's, and that's why there's always like butter and sour cream yeah. on him. He's got butter in his mouth all the time to make it taste <laughs> yeah. better, and he so, it sort of affects the way he talks. Slippery oh, and that, mouth. Ex- that explains his catchphrase, mm-hmm. cover me in chives. Yeah, throw chives all over me. That's why it's cover me in chives. <laughs> that one was pretty good. That's pretty good. I saw I saw Fast Five in the theaters. Mm-hmm. I think three times. I love his uh, his movies where he's the guy with the the robot eyes. Uh, oh, Riddick. Rid. I love the Riddick. I've never movies. seen any of those. all three of them are masterpieces. Yeah. I love them. Well, Fast Five is a masterpiece, and I hadn't seen any Fast movies. These, these are then. masterpieces in the same way. I think. I, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I saw Fast Five, and I was like jumping up and down and clapping the whole time. Oh, nice. First of all, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's amazing in that. Uh-huh. And he has one of my best, one of my favorite sequences of dialogue of any movie where someone says to Dwayne The Rock Johnson, do you want the good news or the bad news? And The Rock, who spends the whole movie dripping in sweat, right. just dripping in sweat. And that's all the steroids or what? Or maybe butter. Maybe it's imitation butter mm-hmm. that he's been sprayed with to that's make Vin feel more comfortable. To make, yeah, Vin, (laughs) their chemistry will be better. Yeah. So they say say to Dwayne The Rock Johnson, do you want the good news or the bad news? And he screams, you know I like my dessert first. (laughs) And so he gives him the good news. And then Dwayne The Rock Johnson says, all right, no, give me the veggies. And the guy Ah. gives him the bad news. And I think that's wonderful. That is pretty clever. But there's a scene, there's a really sentimental scene. In a real dumb way. It's clever in like, we're keeping the theme of dumb. Yeah. There's a scene where they're, they're like be- being sentimental, like bonding as men do, mm-hmm. speak as men do. 
and they ask Vin about his father, Dominic Toretto is his character's name. And, mm-hmm. he, and it, it really, it just blows my mind because he goes, my father, my father, I remember my father. I, this is not an exaggeration. If anything, it's worse than that. <laughs> and then the rest of the scene, you can't understand a word. He's like, I remember my father without him. And this family, family, I think I remember <laughs> that's how he talks. I can't understand him half the time. That's either. how he talks. Here's something. What if I told you that for the past 30 years, every Friday night, without fail, even if he's on set, he brings his, his crew in, he is a dungeon man, master of an ongoing D&D campaign. And so who are, I, I did know this yeah. at some point. Who is playing this game? Anyone? Well, probably his old buddies from, from back home. Does you know? that mean like, like he has an entourage that are just sitting in like a Ford Focus waiting for him to get <laughs> off set? Yeah. And they come in and it's, you know, his nerdy friends from high school. Yeah, you know, it's Barney Morphine. And, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what would their names be? It would be like Chut Bricker. <laughs> Ch- Chut Bricker. <laughs> uh, what's another Vin sounding Steel name? Thunder. Yeah, Steel Thunder. Uh, you could just name like an 80s metal band. Yeah. And it's going to be like Iron Panther or something. Yeah. Iron Panther. Panther. Come I, on, roll, you rolled I, a 12. I need your Panther. Yeah, really, that's crazy. Yeah. He's endearing. There's something very endearing about him, and we love him as Groot. We love how hard he lobbied to be in the Marvel movies mm-hmm. and how he bragged that he finally did it. And No, I'm fine with him, he's man. Groot. Yeah. I'm, I'm, we're poking a little fun, but I'm, he's a good guy. How I'm can sure. you not, though? Yeah. How can you not? It's impossible so not to. So the trailer opens with him strapping skis to his ski boots, mm-hmm. and he's on the top of a big radio antenna, and then he jumps off it into the trees, and then he skis... Skis on the trees. On the trees. And on dirt. On the treetops. And, and in the- dirt, and then up through the trees. And then he gets accosted, and he said, if you wanted me back, you could have just asked me. I know. I love, I love when there's a test to join up. Yeah. Like, does he still have it? Let's try to kill him. This yeah. is what bad guys actually usually do. Yeah. Is there's a test where, like, there's five guys that surround someone, and these are in James Bond movies all the time. Yeah. And then he has to fight every one of them, and then he's like, oh, now you're hired. And I don't know how the military works and how intelligence works, but I just pray that the U.S. with our massive military complex, mm-hmm. that there's no point where it comes down to one guy who doesn't want to do the job. Where they've run out of literally millions of soldiers, right? Millions of soldiers. And they've got... Of highly trained, uh-huh. disciplined soldiers with the best equipment you can imagine. They've gone through the and, black ops teams. Yeah, they've and, gone through the Navy SEALs. The special forces. Special for- they, there's probably even divisions like wet work divisions that do assassinations we don't even know about. Yeah. And, and that's some- who, who Vin would be part of, something like that. Yeah, but then somewhere Joe Biden is like, this is too much. We need, we need Mark Sanchez back. Is that his and name? And then he's, no, just, I'm just saying whoever. This is the real life version. Okay. So they got to send the Navy SEALs to go get this one guy. Who lives in a cabin or something usually. Always, yeah, in a cabin. Um, he's always isolated. Or on a houseboat. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, dr- drinking himself to death somewhere. Right. They're always drinking themselves to death. Yeah. That's true. And it's just, and we, able we to, need you back. They're able to, to not only sober up really quickly, but yeah. kick that severe alcohol dependency without, yeah. without any trouble. They're yeah. back to just, like, they're not during the mission drinking the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that's just their civilian life. But then as soon as they just, like... <laughs> they can flip that switch and just turn into Soldier Man. Yeah. Well, All that's, taking that's, a shower. That's why he's the best. That is, yeah. That's why is. they need him. Well, why do they need him back in this one? 
Do you remember the threat? Um, oh, so there's a satellite that can make every bomb go off or something? So there, no, there's a device that controls every military satellite in the world. Okay. And it's fallen into the hands of some bad guys. So it's like a remote control. And the bad guys are hilarious. Like, I think they're led by Elon Musk. I can't tell. It looks I like know. Elon Musk. They're like young, good-looking, well-dressed... Karate men. Karate men. And now why did every government in the country agree that all their military satellites would run on the same operating system? Mm-hmm. One device that can control Russia, China... That's pretty incredible, actually. It seems like a big weakness to the whole situation. That there's one walkie-talkie. One walkie-talkie that controls every military on Earth, mm-hmm. every powerful military. Now, I think getting back to kind of uh, the, the dumb part, we we're talking about how dumb a lot of this is. The f- first thing that struck me when his handler shows him his new team. Oh, yeah. They're like in a plane, one of those planes that drop... I don't know what it is. Car- cargo B- Big plane. boxes. Yeah, one of those big box planes. That's what it is. And, and right when he's being introduced to his team that look very competent, look very professional. They're in military uniforms. Then hits the button to like get them pulled out of the back on their parachutes. He, dumps the, he just drops them out of the Dumps plane. the team. And, and, and then when you see the newly assembled team, the only explanation is the old team looked too intelligent for him. <laughs> exactly. Because he wanted to get a DJ... He's, yeah, he's got a DJ. He's got a guy that, that's insane who just wants to crash vehicles and stuff. Yeah, with a big beard and a fedora. Right. And, and, and that's literally what he, he says his attribute is, is, oh, he's, he's crazy. And then he gets the girl who's cosplaying as an anime character. Yeah, there, there's the, the Aeon Flux girl with a sniper rifle. And that one, you know, fair enough. Maybe she's a great sniper. Yeah. And then the other guy, he's maybe a great DJ. <laughs> And I'm not sure how that fits in. His exa- when they say, okay, because they're not even mad that he dumped uh, SEAL Team 6 out of the back of a plane. And could pen- potentially have killed them. Yeah. They, they weren't prepared for an airdrop. No. You know? And where are they? I don't, yeah, they're like in the forest. Yeah. No, they say, okay, fine. Who, who are you going to pick? And he says, the good, the extreme, and the completely insane. Yeah. I love that. I, I, I guess it's one of those situations where you think – you, you would think the military would stop him and say, no, this is the team you are working with. Yeah. Not like, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, exactly. As long as this gets done, you know, you can have, a, you can have an orangutan on your team. <laughs> you know, just get it done. We'll buy the orangutan. You know what I mean? That's, you yeah. think the military would go, well, no, you need to get, this is the most important mission ever. You're going to yeah. stop the end Literally of the world. Ever. You can't have a DJ on your team. Yeah. You're going to do this or we'll kill you or put you in jail or something. Yeah. It's not like, if I do this, we do it my way. And then he's just like, I want to get, this what? guy is great at breakdancing. Can't like, they replace him with Ice Cube? I know. Like they did the first time? Is Ice Cube supposed to literally be him? I haven't seen that one. I don't think so. I think it's. It's like his brother. They're or like codenamed Triple X. Oh, is it like James Bond? I think so. So the tri- I was going to ask you about the Triple X thing because he goes, because what do they say? And I've never seen them. So Pe- maybe. People are either tyrants or... What does he say? He says something really stupid. Uh, like, uh, re- rebels yeah. or tyrants. People are either rebels or, or something. Uh, people are either rebels or tyrants. And then the, his handler goes, well, what are you? I'm Triple X. Yeah, that's right. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? You mean you go by Triple X? That's your name? I, uh, I guess there's Triple H. He goes by that. I I saw the trailer on YouTube and it's closed captioned. Oh really? So the dialogue that is there. That was probably helpful. But then also there's a part where he's skateboarding down a, a you know the wrong way down a freeway, and he reaches out to high five a driver. The closed I love captioning that. closed captioning said plep. 
plep. So plep is the closed captioning high five sound. Yeah, him he he skateboards down a mountain in through through tra- he, no he skate skateboards up the side of a bus. Yeah, like an impressive movie. If, he, if yeah. you saw that in a skate video, that would be like the the final shot where you'd be like, "That's it. That's, that's pretty good. That's the best yeah. trick we have." Yeah, but then uh, then there's the that's what there's the that's what she said joke, which then cuts to a slow motion <laughs> shot that's just a close up of boobs. I know, and that's when this became the vapiest movie that's ever. It did. Been made. It, like I, I can't believe there there wasn't actual vaping in the credits. Yeah, or in the trailer. Um, some sort of grenade roulette with his DJ and his and his animal. Oh, I love that too. They're all throwing grenade, and no one seems nervous about this. They're, yeah. t- they're taking a pin out, throwing a grenade across the table. Vin Diesel grabs it, holds the whatever the handle thing, handle thing yeah, to make it not go off. Is, I don't think that works. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's how grenades work. And then pretty soon there there's like three of them. It's like hot potato yeah. on the table, which it, which maybe was Vin's idea since he is a hot <laughs> since potato. He is a hot potato. Why don't we use the explosive potatoes grenades? <laughs> when he's when he's like in the armory. Yeah. Give me some of those explosive potatoes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you want? Yeah, usually it's like I want this machine gun, I want this. I want three explosive potatoes. Where's my green onion chopper? Yeah, and then the, you mean the, a bayonet? The, yeah. <laughs> my green onion chopper. <laughs> just humor him. Just humor just him. Go, just go like it's like explosive. the new guy, like the new guy that protects the armory, and he's like, "What? B- b- bl- bl- explosive potato? Yeah. What's a green onion chopper? What's what? a sour creamer?" What's he talking? Why does he want tinfoil? No, no, that's body armor. He's all no, no. Sour creamer is a is a bazooka because it creams yeah. the bad guys into paste when it explodes. <laughs> yeah. It's like what? Is, what's this all about? As if none of this is good enough, it ends with him riding a motorcycle on top of the ocean. Oh, that's right. It's like they thought of every extreme thing they could and then thought, how can we make this insane? Giant blue ocean wave and him riding a he motorcycle is. He, through he's it. Like, he's driving like a dirt bike through the waves. With, yeah. They put little skis on it. Yeah. I don't, think, I don't think any of this would work. How would it be buoyant? You, you would just drive into the ocean. Tip, first, you just tip over immediately. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. How would you skateboard? I don't think just putting skis on it is enough. I just just try to imagine this this trailer for a minute as being real life. Yeah. So the opening scene, he's got his skis. He just jumps out of a helicopter, just shatters his legs in like nine places when he breaks them. Jumping sixty feet to the ground, you don't yeah. just ski down a tree. Yeah. And even if you do ski down the tree somehow, you still have to land on the ground. Yeah. And then so, so legs broken, six months in the hospital. Next, they're playing hot potato grenade. Blow blows his hand off. Yeah. Like they're go- well, so they they replace his hand Luke Skywalker style because the government could probably do that at this point. Yeah. He skis in the ocean, drives the motorcycle directly into the water, and just tips over and then yeah. walks out. Yeah, spitting up sand, spitting like coughing yeah. and choking. And then the skateboard thing, he just skates off the road and rolls like a hundred times. A long way. Road and, rash. And then he throws a, spe- a decorated special forces team off of a plane and gets court-martialed. No, more than court-martialed. He gets, he's going to be tried and executed by his own government. Yeah. I, I, that literally seems like, of everything he did, that seems like the one thing they wouldn't be cool with. Yeah. Can you imagine? How many millions of dollars went into training those guys? God, those what, men are heroes. And I, I'm just assuming they had, air, they, they had uh, parachutes. It's hard to tell. It looks like they're strapped to the big box that he, the cargo that he, like, 
So then they're just are they in just that dangling? Case, are they dangling no, from the plane? No, they're dead. Yeah. They land on the ground with the box being pulled to their deaths. That's what I but is, I'm just going to assume they had parachutes because otherwise I think that's going to make the audience turn on the character baby. <laughs> I think so. When he kills six men who have de- dedicated their lives to the military to protect Purple Heart winners purple, every yeah, one. Of them. Uh, yeah. That might that might lose some sympathy for the character. Yeah, for the guy that wears a fur coat and giant sunglasses and a mesh shirt <laughs> and leather pants. I love his outfits. When they first go to meet him, and he's wearing like a button-up white denim shirt with no sleeves. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, and then he's, I just laughed when I first saw him. Can you, see, can you imagine a grown man dressed that way? And then the clincher is Sam Jackson saying, let me simplify it for you. Kick some ass, get the girl, and try to look dope while you're doing it. Look dope. I love that. Is this a script? Was it like, has it been sitting in the back of a drawer since 2003? That's what it seems like. It seems like this was completely written. The script was finished. And they said, okay, any day now we'll start filming this. And that was 2002. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, I guess we make it. When did the first one even come out? I don't know. It's like but late I mean, 90s, right? But it's weird that he left after just one episode. Triple X2 was 2005. And that's the Ice Cube okay, one. Okay, so Triple X1 was 2002. So maybe this was just the original script for Triple X2. Or the original sequel. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then they had to rewrite it for Ice Cube. Oh, yeah. And now yeah. Vin's like, no, I'm ready to come back. I'm a potato fan. I'm ready to go back to where it all started. In the, in the ground. We got to get low. Under the ground. In the dirt. In Idaho. Get me Idaho dirt. <laughs> Yeah, there's a beautiful shot of him running. It's like a point of it's like it's like one of those GoPro things or something where the camera's on their face and he's running through a plane and he jumps out of it as it explodes and it looks pretty cool. Yeah, the whole uh, movie we're looks. Gonna, we're gonna see it opening day. Yeah, back, the, so. this movie obviously is a masterpiece, and I think we should right now give our our review of it. I'm I'm going with four stars. No, I mean five. What's the most? Five. Uh, well, it really depends on... It's whatever we want. I'm going with 11. 11 stars? I'm getting just 11. I might go 13 and a half stars. Oh, you liked it that much. Yeah, I really... It really did a lot for me. Him skiing through the trees especially. Yeah, we still have... We still have a couple months. January 20th. Okay. 2017. But well, that, that'll go by in a flash. Yeah, totally. I guess we'll see that Star Wars movie in between to tie this over. We might skip the Star Wars movie review and just talk about Triple X. I don't see why not. Trailers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, that's uh, that's all we have time for today. I got to learn how to hunt turkeys. Right, and I've got to start. I, I guess the word is composing. Yeah, uh, I guess. I mean, okay. you got a whole pageant to write. I don't I even know. know what that takes. Uh, we got a nice letter from Ryan uh, of therightideas.org, and he's asking us about unemployment, and it's something I really want to talk about, but uh, we don't have time now because we're overemployed. Right, but, way uh, overemployed. Yeah, yet to be paid. Do we get paid at the end of the fiscal year? I thought it was at the end of the... If it's not, then we got problems. Yeah, We haven't been paid for this at all. Yeah, because we're on... Well, this is episode 40. That's 40 weeks that we haven't actually got a paycheck yet. And I haven't got any dough stuffed into my mouth. No, that was one of the big promises the dough, was dough. No dough around here anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll have to look into unemployment. Are we going to... Yeah. No, so, Ryan, yeah, I, wanna, I wanna definitely want to address this. We just don't have time right now. But right. We'll get to it. Uh, All right, well. Yeah, see you. Yeah, see you soon. See you for the holidays. My father, 
I remember everything about my father. have a barbecue every Sunday after church for anybody in the neighborhood. If you didn't go to church, you didn't get any barbecue. Every single day he was in the shop and every single night he was at the kitchen table with Mia, helping her with her homework. Even after she went to sleep, he'd stay up for a few more hours so he could learn the next chapter and help her the next day. <laughs> I remember everything about my father, everything. 